The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And joining us now, as he does every week here in the locker room, is Matt Stinchcomb, who joins us. And Matt, a whole lot of folks love this time of the year. It's it's something you mark on your calendar. It's Georgia-Florida week. You get a chance, if you're going down to the game, probably to leave Wednesday or Thursday today. Get down there, get your hotel room, start the partying and the tailgating and all the stuff that goes into it. And then, oh, by the way, there's a big game for the Georgia Bulldogs. They want to remain undefeated. And also, they win this game. They pretty much punch a ticket, barring disaster, to the SEC title game. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's pretty sporty uh, win to be able to knock this one out. The problem is, you know, of course, you still got Missouri and Tennessee as division games waiting on you in that trip to, to Knoxville, Williams Large, but then so does you know, so does this Missouri contest in Athens. Um, and home and away has meant a lot this year. So you think, you know, that's a, is that a wash? You push one from the other. You know, you got to go on the road to, to Tennessee, which is a different team at home than they've been on the road. But that's been true for just about every team, including Georgia, for that matter. I mean, uh, they didn't play great football. Took a, a pretty strong fourth quarter and, and a dominant performance from Brock Bowers to beat Auburn. And this is an Auburn team that's just not threatening offensively. Um, so it's uh, there's there's still some intrigue in front of us for sure, but this is a big one. You know, Florida coming off their best passing performance of the season by far versus South Carolina, and a possibility for them to get healthy. So it's a, uh, and of course Georgia can get healthy too in some spots. Obviously with the the sizable omission uh, at tight end with Brock Bowers, or is he a tight end? I don't know. At, at tight end, running back, receiver at. at offensive playmaker position Mm -hmm. in Brock Bowers. Um, So this is, you know, it it is a game where we've seen Florida jump up and play much better football. Georgia's done the same too when the roles were reversed. And all of a sudden, you know, you're you're in a a game that you didn't anticipate that you'd have based on the performances from both teams coming into the contest. So that's what makes this one especially fun. You, you talk about Brock Bowers. That's obviously the elephant in the room. What does Georgia do to replace his productivity this week, if they can? Yeah, I think they can. I think they should be able to. I mean, this is, you know, some teams have these, these outlier talents, but that they're outlier relative to everybody else on their roster. I think it speaks to just how good Brock Bowers is. I mean, the guy's an outlier talent on a really, really good roster. I mean, a bunch of talent on this team. It's not like Georgia – has been recruited, recruiting okay, and then, oh, my gosh, this diamond in the rough, Brock Bowers, he really stands out. No, they've been recruiting at an elite level, and he still stands out. So take that as a massive compliment to number 19, but in no way does it diminish the opportunity to now pivot to other playmakers. I mean, guys that – Dominic Lovett has, I think, had a, a more muted impact on this season – because, I mean, how many balls are you going to give to number six when you've got these other guys to, to give the ball to, in the passing game specifically? And so I do think what happens is the vacuum that's created, you get, you know, 65 to 70 plays of offense each game. You know, so the, the 15 touches, the however many touches that you say, this is what we want to, you, know, you can't force feed them, especially in the passing game, but we would want to 
in 10 to get to number 19. Now where does the ball go? And it's not like they don't have options. And, you know, a lot's been made. It's, it's Lad McConkey. If, if, if his contributions can expand uh, based on the kind of tenuous uh, situation with his back, um, then that'd be great. Dom Lovett, that's a good one. You know, Ra Ra Thomas, yeah, sure. A lot, it doesn't have to be tight end. It's not like, okay, Oscar Delp, you got to be 19. That's absurd. So where does the ball go to? I mean, Marcus Roseme Jack Saint may be the best blocking receiver in the conference, and that's not like some you know half compliment. That means something, especially with all the run extension plays that happen in the game now. That dude can play. I mean, it's not like he can't take the top off. He's not a, a burner, but he's long. Like 18 yards and, of catch, I think. Yeah, the dude's legit. He just he doesn't get a lot of targets. So all that to say, guys, there's only one football, and you want to get it to 19 as much as you can. He ain't out there now. But it's not like they don't have other places to go with it. Stitch, where do you stand on this uh, sign-stealing investigation with Michigan? Are you more on the side of, hey – uh, this happens at a lot of places in college football, and it's not that big of a deal? Or are you more on the side of it is a big deal and um, they went to great depths to essentially cheat? Yeah, I, I think I – th- right, so I've heard comments from some that are kind of like laissez-faire or whatever. And I get uh, Coach Smart and you know, the way he approached it. Why make a big deal, especially when you dunked on them when you played them? So if they were cheating, they didn't cheat hard enough. But – uh, you know, like Coach Sanders, uh, you know, completely out of Colorado, completely dismisses it. What a joke. You can't be serious. If I know your game plan and I still can't stop you, that's just pathetic. That's sad. I mean, especially if we're even close. You know, James Franklin at Penn State, uh, I think the scenario he threw out is fourth and one, and we've got a, a trick play and exotic, I think is how he referenced it, and they're playing cover two. It just doesn't make sense. They being Michigan. That just doesn't make sense. Mm. And you think, you know, in-game, I've thought about this, you know, a good bit. Obviously, everybody has. If you're stealing plays or or signs in-game or from games that we've played previously, I get it. When you're sending, I don't know. Did y'all see the SEC shorts on this, guys? Yeah. (laughs) It's fantastic because it's almost like, hey, Michigan, were you trying to get caught? (laughs) I mean, you're you're wearing Michigan gear? You're on the 50-yard line. You're, you're, you're taping it with an iPhone? It's nuts. I mean, there, there's a million ways that you could have done this, and it's almost like you're, you're flouting the rule. This is where I come down on it. If you're going to have the rule and there's all this evidence that, it's, that it has been broken, you have to enforce it. I, whether you like the rule or not, whether you agree that it impacts the outcomes of the games or not, if you have the rule, enforce the rule. If you don't like the rule, then remove the rule. But the rule's there, and it seems very clear that they they broke it um, with so far with impunity. Yeah. Now remove the impunity part. Now there there should there has to be some type of repercussion. And I hate the idea that it has to be an NCAA consequence. Looks like the Big Ten's going to wait on the NCAA because of course they are. If you do something now, you're going to shoot one of your horses that likely could have gotten you to the college football playoffs. So, so they'll what, drag their feet. So what do you think, like the hard part about this is we don't really have anything to compare it to uh, in college football, in the history of college football, in terms of what the punishment is going to be from the NCAA or the conference. Yeah. What, what do you think well, it should be? Well, here, here's my question. How's the committee going to handle this? Because the committee's right, you know, if they can do the eyeball test. And a couple of years ago, you know, with Ohio State, it's, they lost their first two quarterbacks and, so what does it look like if your starting quarterback goes down? Say you go undefeated all season, your quarterback's your best player, he gets injured in the championship game, but you win it. 
you're still undefeated, but now you're potentially a totally different team. And the committee's supposed to be able to kind of navigate what that means. Or maybe you lost a game middle of the season, but it was because you were out a couple of key players. You're like, this is a great football team. These guys are back. They're one of the best four teams in the country. The committee's supposed to be able to weigh all that out and see beyond the box score and the win-loss record. Well, okay. So, committee, this is one of those variables why, that you exist to be able to weigh in on. And if they're going to hide behind, well, you know, we've got to wait for things to play out. We've got to wait for the NCAA to – from what I've seen, and we'll call it circumstantial, I guess, to this point, but it, does anybody think that Michigan wasn't sending people or paying for people to show up at other games and then film those, those signs? Is anybody contending that that didn't happen? Jim Harbaugh didn't even say, no, this didn't happen. It was, well, I, it, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Wrapping up with Matt Stinchcomb, who joins us here in the locker room every week here on The Fan. Kirby has it where he wants it. His run game has come around. His defense is just absolutely phenomenal on third downs. Uh, 23% is what they are allowing on third down conversions. And when you talk about Brock Bowers being out, the two longest plays for the Bulldogs aren't passing plays. They're running plays. Uh, Talk about where uh, they could punish. You know, you always have to throw some things out of the way when it's a rivalry game. But where where are the spots where the dogs could punish the Gators and really kind of put this thing away early if things go their way? Yeah, I, well, I like what you said about the third downs. And I know we've hit on this a lot because, uh, you know, the number of plays and the rolling clock and all this other. But, you know, w- what has been kind of overlooked, and it shocked me earlier this week when I was looking at the game, because uh, we've done a couple of Florida games this year. We did back-to-back weeks. Uh, they had them versus Vandy, and then we had them again versus South Carolina. And, you know, Georgia has been just phenomenal on first and second down. They have the shortest distance to go on third down of any team in the country, third and five. And you're sitting there going, wow, that's a fantastic way to extend drives. And the flip side of that is they're the second best in the conference in distance to go on defense. So it's third and eight plus, second only to Texas A&M. So you're asking teams to have to convert these third and longs pretty consistently and and forcing them to get to third down, which is big. You know, one, one of the things that Florida did a great job of versus South Carolina was avoiding third down altogether. Uh, and they would do a good job of, of getting past that. And then when they did uh, hit third down in the first half, they're converting. In the second half, they didn't convert, and they just converted fourth downs then. So I do think that uh, one way that you can see them punish it is outside of the explosives, the big chunk plays, which I think are still there. We hit on that earlier with the roster availability. Um, the, the star power and the horsepower they still have out there, even absent of Brock Bowers. But it's you can grind this team. They're not deep. They're, they're not a deep defense. And it's not keep away. It's literally just leeching. You're stealing from the second half with early possessions. And, yeah, you can limit possessions. But the other is, you know, once you wear those big guys down up front, this is just true. You can go spell a, a skill guy, the space players. Once the big boys get tired, you don't get them back. Once they're done, they're done. And, and that's it. You, may, you know, they're not going to be doing anything until Tuesday, maybe Monday. So because of that, I think that from a, from a punishing standpoint, the way Georgia ran the football, I know it was versus Vanderbilt, but, you know, Florida, they allowed South Carolina their best rushing performance all season, all, more than double their average versus the, the Gator defense. They just don't tackle that well. They got a lot of young guys in the back end. So they, the whole idea is, you know, Georgia could potentially just put them in the rock tumbler. You know, it's not going to be a nine-on-seven drill. It's not like you're going to run it every time. 
but you just grind out those possessions. And next thing you know, on the Gator sideline, there's a real chance you're looking over at the big boys and like, we're done. We don't have anything left in the tank. And that's when the second half can get away from you. Well, great stuff. We're looking forward to a spirited game as we always are. Still have to be careful. It is a rivalry game, and we'll just see how the game plays out. And we'll have a whole lot to talk about on Monday, and we'll talk to you next week, Stench. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Matt Stinchcomb, he joins us every Thursday here in the locker room on The Fan. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.